Len Tillum, Newstalk 910. I'm a lawyer. 866-536-1000. You got legal problems. I've got legal answers. Pick up the phone and give me a call. That's all you have to do. Really, I'm the lawyer. I'm in a great mood. I want to hear your story. We all want to hear. The weather is so fabulous. How could you not be upset? I know how you're upset. Somebody wants to sue you because you did somebody dirt and you want to get away with it, right? You want to get away with it. People don't call a lawyer to say, Len, I'm a Boy Scout. I pay my child support on time. I'm honest and ethical with everybody. Get out of here. People call a lawyer because I did somebody dirt and now they want to do dirt to me. Help me out. I'm happy to help you out, no matter what you did. 866-536-1000. I like to talk to you, and we love those stories. Pick up the phone. The lines are open now. 866-536-1000. Matthew in Newark. Len Tillam, Matthew, how come you're calling a lawyer? Hi, Len. Well, in October of last year, I was driving down the road, and a couple days prior, Alameda County Water District was working on the uh, water lines nearby. And they left one of the small utility access uh, panels open. And the underside of that cover has a bunch of metal locking spikes that put it in place so it doesn't pop up. Is, is this like a manhole cover? It wasn't a manhole cover. It was uh, smaller than that. It's a, only about eight inches around. It's just uh, an access to the water pipe. So some Einstein who works for them put it in upside down and spikes were sticking out, right? Exactly. And, and you, trying- being mindful of all your surroundings at all times, ran over it, right? Yep. What, were you drunk or stoned? How come you didn't see it in the road, dummy? No, what happened? No, there's a, it's a precarious little area where it's a very short stretch of road to get into the right-hand lane to go straight. And so in the short span of time that I had there, there was a car in front of me. And as I was changing lanes, I looked back to see if anybody was behind me right. and started shifting into the lane. But I didn't see it because it was underneath the car in front of me, and I just hit the side of it. So when did this happen? This happened October 11th last year. November, December, January, February, March. And you got to file an appeal within six months. Did you do that? Not an appeal. I'm sorry. You have to file a claim with the Alameda Water Department. Yes. I filed a claim with them the same day. And about three or four weeks later, I got a rejection letter. But they didn't state any reason that my claim was rejected. Here's the reason. They're broke and they're not going to give you nothing. Drop dead. That's the reason. Are you kidding? They reject every claim. My Really, I could tell you stories. Anyway, they reject every claim. And the hard time I gave you about being stoned or drunk is in order to collect, you lost two tires, right? Correct. How much? Uh, About $450. For the two of them. Because in order to collect the 450 bucks, you got to sue them in small claims court. And they're going to say if you looked where you were going. Did this happen in the daytime or in the nighttime? This happened in the day. Yeah, you don't need lawyers. You can sue the Alameda County Water District in small claims court. Um, and, and that's it. Two di- tires were damaged. Right. Yeah. And, and they're responsible, you know. Um, you're sure some weird people haven't been going around flipping over these covers and, and that the water district actually did it? Uh, I mean, it's hard for me to say either way, but I know that the uh, water district was working on that road the day before. So. Right, because if, if some kids flipped it over 20 minutes before you ran over it, it's not the water district's fault. They couldn't, right, but it was- sounds like they were working there and you know that. Yes. So if you want and you have the time, how old are you? I'm 27. Full-time employed? Yep. Can you afford to take a half a day or a little bit more off to sue over 400 bucks? I do it. <laughs> okay, you can get all of the forms. You got a pencil? 
Uh, I've got a computer. Okay. Courts, C-O-U-R-T-S dot C-A dot gov. Courts dot gov. Dot C-A dot gov. Okay. okay. And this, the, you'll get all the small, claim court, small claims court forms there, and the small claims court advisor, if you wish, will help you fill out all the paperwork. Negligence, they didn't maintain it, and then sue them in court, and they'll help you figure out who to serve to. Okay? All right. Good luck to you. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Big problems, small problems, makes no difference here. 866-536-1000. Kim, oh, Kelly, excuse me, Kelly in Campbell. Len, tell him, Kelly, how come you're calling a lawyer? I, I was calling in about a process server that was, that was threatening to serve me for my brother, what he did. Wait, wait, I'm sorry. What's going on with your brother? Tell me that. First, he got in trouble for, he got together with some friends, he went to go rob a drug dealer. Somebody got shot, he got thrown in jail, and he was a getaway driver, basically. So, wait, wait, your brother was a getaway driver in a, a robbery, robbing up, holding yes. up, that went wrong. How much time did he get? This is not 30 days in Santa Rita. This is a big deal. He got uh, three months served for a halfway house, then another eight months for county, and now he's doing two years in uh, prison. Yes. Okay. How old is your brother? 25. So your brother is getting sued, and they're trying to serve you? Is that what you're saying? The, the process server is threatening to serve me as a John, De- John Doe. And he said that after a third time, he can do that legally. You know what I think? I would bet that your brother has met a better class of people in prison than this process server and outside in the world. That's what I think. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Look, did this guy say you're going to get sued or your brother? No, he's just, he just said he says he's... My brother's going to be sued for something else, but he's going to serve me with the papers. No, no, no. Your brother doesn't live at your house, and the process... Did you tell the process server this guy's in prison, right? Yes. Okay. The process server already knows or should know he cannot legally serve your brother at your home because your brother doesn't live there. He lives in the prison, and he's got to contact the Department of Corrections and arrange for the summons and complaint to be served on your brother. They've got ways to serve. You know, a guy goes to prison and the wife wants to divorce him. There's a way to serve the guy. But um, this process server is lazy, and they're going to get a judgment against your brother. It's called sewer service. It's BS. What that means is a process server goes out there. Let's say your brother's name is uh, John Smith. You know what I mean? And the process server takes the process and throws it in the sewer. And then he says, under penalty of perjury, I swear to God, cross my heart and all that stuff. I served John Smith at this address. It's sewer service. He didn't. But he lies. And that's what um, will probably happen. And they're going to get a judgment against your brother because he'll default. The court. Your brother's in prison. He hasn't got anything anyway. Who's suing him? Do you have any idea? Uh, no, I don't. Right. I'm, I'm assuming it might be Ford Motor, Ford Motor Credit because he had his truck repossessed. Yeah. I mean, having a judgment against your brother is, is the least of his worries. You know how difficult yeah. it is when you get out of prison for a felony to get a job nowadays? It's like we're creating this whole class of poor people just because they've served a long time in prison, you know? Yeah. But um, the, the process server knows your brother doesn't live there. And if if the process server leaves papers at your house, call me back. We'll talk about what to do. Okay? Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. You got legal problems? 866-536-1000. I've got legal answers. I would love to hear from you. 
Look at Alan in Prunedale. Hey, Alan in Prunedale, Len Tillum, what's going on? How come you're calling a lawyer? I got harassed by my foreman a couple of years ago on the job, sexually, I would say. Wait, 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 wait. I, a couple of years ago, what, what happened? You're talking like 2010, 2011? Yeah, 2010. I was a new hire. I was in a good position. And we were on the job one day, and he stuck his finger in my butt crack in front of a bunch of people. And then a couple other times, he kissed me on the cheek. And like a couple other times, he's pressing up against the truck. Now, he, he did this just because he's gross and disgusting, not because he's a gay guy coming on to you, right? Uh, he did some time in prison, so I think he did both. He swung both ways, but I think he did it uh, gross and disgusting. It, it sounds like it's pretty gross and disgusting, gay or not. Yeah, you know, coming up to anybody and putting a finger in their butt crack if they're not willing. You know what I mean? That is yeah. pretty. But how come you didn't do anything about it in September 2010? Because I didn't want to lose my position. I was in the top grading crew at my company. I was a new hire, and I knew if I mentioned anything about it, I would have got kicked off his crew, and I would have been not on a crew. I would have just been bouncing around. And so are you still working for this company? No, I recently quit and moved on to better pastures. Yeah, okay. Um, the pro Thank goodness. I'm glad. And you got a better job, and you got saner people to work with. Yes. The problem here is that in cases of sexual harassment, which this is, you got to file first a complaint with the Department of Fair Employment and Housing within one year, okay. or the Equal Opportunity Equal Employment Opportunity Commission with 180 days. They'll give you a right to sue letter, and then you sue them, and you do all this other stuff. It's just been too long. All right, cool. You, you know, um, it, it's too long, and. You work in construction, don't you? It's a, it's a you know, and, and yeah. guys fool around there and stuff like that, and you know where they do these things. Um, yeah, I, you know, I, 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 it's not so, you know, it, it, you know, these are not people who are part of elite society, and guys say vulgar jokes, and you kind of accepted it. It's not a case for lawyers. It's not a big deal. Let it go. All right, cool. I was just wondering. Yeah, yeah, let it go. I, I, I mean, I yeah, that, that's the answer, really. And what lawyer is going to take a case that's over two, two and a half years old, and it'll be he said, she said? Really, that's for sure. Len Tillum, Newstalk 910. I'm a lawyer. You got legal problems? I'm a lawyer. What do I got to tell you? 866-536-1000. Call it in. John in San Jose. Len, tell him, John, why are you calling a lawyer? Uh, thanks for taking my call, Len. I have a rental house. The tenant is uh, given notice to move out. However, she didn't, in 30 days. However, she didn't give me the last month's pay, so I essentially uh, i am going to only have her security deposit. No, the and, security uh, deposit, the tenant is wrong. The security deposit is the deposit in case she trashes the joint. It is not the last month's rent. And all of you I landlords... Her, yeah, go ahead. I called her and told her that, uh, and, of course, she uh, didn't respond. Um, okay. And, of course, I still haven't received it. It's 10 more days. She, she might right. give it You should me. go and look at the place. I have done that. Is it in good condition? Not too bad. You see, I, I, I would think I'm going to have $1,000. She let the backyard go to pot. Did the lease uh, say she would take care of the backyard? Yes. She takes care of the backyard. I take care of the front. 
Okay. The so other, you, the other thing is, I don't know where she's moving to, and um, I'm, how do I find out if I went, took her to Smith Mall's Craneport? Where would I? Well, how would I find her new location? Let, let's go through a few things. Nowadays, and I have some rental property. When I rent, I do a credit check. I, I just do it, and they pay thirty-five dollars, and I do a credit check. I want to know if they're deadbeats, if they sued landlords, if they filed bankruptcy. I want to know about them. I do a credit check. And when you, this is for all you landlords out there. It's not so easy always being a landlord. Also, when you rent to them, in the beginning, you take a photostatic copy of their driver's license because you've got their driver's license number, and you get their social security number. Now, do you have her driver's license number or her social security? I have her social I did get a credit check on her. So you probably have her driver's bad. license number, too. You've got all that information. So you'll be able to find her. Now, here's okay. what's going on. Um, since the tenant didn't trash the place. Uh, by, by the way, one more thing I wanted to say. All of you landlords, when you rent and you put an agreement, you, you put in the lease, make sure it says that the security deposit may not be used and will it is there for security for damage to the place and it may not be used and will not be used as the last month's rent. So that's in the lease, okay? Some landlords call it last month, first and last. You know, when they, when they rent the place, they call it first and last, but you want it to be first month and security deposit. You got that? Okay. So she's going to be moving out soon. And you're going to have to fix the backyard, and then you're going to have to decide, do I sue her in small claims court? Um, I wouldn't – you could put up a three-day notice to quit and file a, you know, an eviction notice, uh, you know, uh, an unlawful detainer action against her. But it's already almost you know, the end of the month, and you have to do the three-day notice and then sue for eviction. You're never going to get a hearing date before the end of the month. So um, – that's what you're going to have to sue her, you know. By the way, let me tell all of you out there, your security deposit is allowed legally to be as high as two months' rent for an unfurnished apartment. If the property is furnished, the deposit can be as great as three months' rent. So you may consider upping the security deposit to two months' rent. It's what you want to do. But um, what are you going to do now? She's got you. You're going to have to sue her. Well, I, I, uh, as long as I could... Uh uh, find her new location so I could serve her, then if I threaten to serve her, she may come through and say, oh, I'll pay up. Well, you, you might say to her, look, I'm going to file a report with the credit and reporting agencies, and you're never going to find another place. How, how old is this woman? Uh, I would say 30 years old. And has she always paid her rent on... a couple of kids. Cup, I beg your pardon? She's... Uh, uh, she's it's a single mom, couple of kids. She, oh, so she's broke, you know. She's no, broke. She's, she's been very good about making her payments, and she may come through uh, and, uh, you know. Well, why don't you say that? But you, I'm going to try to be as nice as I can to her. Right. But if if everything fails, I guess uh, I with the driver's license, I ought to be able to find her a new location. Yes, a detective can do it. Now, now here's the thing. Um does she work, or she's got the two kids? And that no, she, she works. Do you know where she works? Uh, I believe so. Okay, well, you're going to find her pretty easily. I'm sure she's not quitting her job. And the property, the rental property is in San Jose, and you're in San Jose? Yes. So I guess if she, and she works in San Jose? In the area, within a few miles. So she's not miles. going that far away. And by the way, remember, it's, it's the middle of, uh, it's like still wintertime, and her kids, how old are her kids? 
Um, probably less than 10. So they're in, in like elementary school, right? Yeah. Not so easy to pull your kids out unless, you know, she's met Superman or some wonderful Prince Charming and she's ready to get married again. <laughs> I wouldn't worry about it. First get the place okay, fixed well, up. Well, it might work out, I, but you've given me the guidance of what to do on the next step. Cross our fingers, maybe she'll come through. Right. And by the way, don't, because it's hard to sue, you know, it's easy to sue, but it's hard to collect. She may not have much money. Don't go the super expensive way fixing up the backyard. If you can, you know, hire some guys and do yeah, it pretty I, I cheaply. Can, I got a quote: three hundred bucks will do it. That's yeah, so three hundred bucks isn't a thousand bucks. And uh, do the rugs? Uh, that doesn't cost. Now wait, much. wait a second. Now the rugs, she gets what's called normal wear and tear. She doesn't have to give the rugs back to you spotless. If it's got red wine on it, if she ruined it, it's a different story. But how long has she lived there? Two years. So she gets wear and tears. Uh, isn't she required to, to have them uh, clean just like I gave it to her? No, no. It, what does it say in the lease? She's allowed to use the place with normal wear and tear. If the lease says you've got to give me back the rugs clean, that's one story. But I, I don't the know. The city uh, required that uh, when... David, change of, are, are normally... Wait a minute. Let me ask David what his opinion is. We, we, I'll have a little conference on the radio. David... Okay. It, does normal wear and tear cues include the rugs if they get dirty? You know, um, I don't know if the city's going to get involved. Yes, David says yes. You know, yeah, that's... I, I, I said it was sort of a sanitary thing the city wants to be sure. Get out of here. The city doesn't care about your rugs, you know. Um, uh, you don't think the city would require that the rugs be cleaned, huh? Well, actually, David says dirt is not... Here, I'm changing my mind. David changes my mind for me. Dirt isn't normal wear and tear, says David. You can take cleaning costs out of the deposit. Now, if they, they can clean it if they do a good job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell her, look, why don't you hire something and go clean it so I don't have to charge you? Um, you're not going to have to replace the carpet. No, I, I intend to replace a, a carpet... Uh, because it's six years old in, in one room. You sound like a good landlord, John. I'm sure you'll be able to work it all out. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you very much. Uh, you give me a little uh, I'm glad I helped you. guidance here, and I appreciate it. Thank okay. you. Okay. You're quite welcome. And thank you, David. Dirt isn't normal wear and tear. I should have known that. Stick around. We got more. I've got more calls. Hey, what do you do when your roommate moves her violent boyfriend into your apartment? Well, what you don't do is make moves on the guy, that's for sure. Stick around. After the news, we got more stories. Len Tillum, News Talk 910. Len Tillum, News Talk 910. I'm a lawyer. Julie in Santa Cruz. How come you're calling a lawyer, Julie? Um, Len, thanks for taking my call. I um, rented, uh, leased a place with, I signed a lease with another person who decided to move her boyfriend in who's um, not only verbally abusive, but physically abusive. To you and or to his girlfriend? To his girlfriend. And to G- the Give us, give us some, give us, hello, give us some examples of physical and uh, verbal abuse, this boyfriend. Uh, well, he's pushed her around in front of me and put his fist through the door and his foot through the door. And that was all within the first month that we moved in. When was that? And... That was in September. So um, you've been living in fear like these last six months? Yes. How horrible. How old are you? I'm 50. And how old is, is your roommate? She's 21. Ugh. Is she a friend and of yours? 
Yeah, I've known her for a couple of years. Yeah, and her boyfriend? And her boyfriend's 30. And he's pushed her around? Have you ever, has the girlfriend, the, you know, the 21-year-old ever called the cops? Or has anybody brought the cops? Yes, uh, the neighbor called the cops finally the other day. She's been in fear for her life, too. She lives directly across from us, like four feet from our door. And um, she called the cops, and the police came out, and they questioned us all. <clears throat> and I don't know what happened because I left for work. I just wanted I just wanted out of there. But then that night, uh, my roommate was physically attacked by him, and so she called the police. She locked herself in the bathroom and called the police. And in the meantime, I was the I was blocking, you know, any him from getting at the door. So you protected so, him. Did he say things like, if you don't get out of my way, I'm going to kill you? Or did he raise a fist to you? Were you in fear for your life? He said, we're all dead. He said, you two bitches up there are dead. Okay. Look, he was talking. And there was more than just me that heard it. Okay. So wait, wait a second. And I guess this 21-year-old, this dear little innocent, this, this dummy or what, this intimidated woman, she isn't willing to go to court and get a restraining order, is she? Well, she claimed she was going to. She told my, me and quite a few other of her friends that she was going to do that. She neglected to do that. He weaseled his way back in. He's been back in the house. Okay, look. Even though she moved all. You don't have, she doesn't have to do it. You can do it. You are cohabitants. I, I know you're not sleeping with him or sharing a bedroom, but you're cohabitating. You're living in the same house with him. And you can get a domestic violence restraining order also. You can get it against him. Your roommate doesn't have to do it. You can go to court tomorrow. They have, you live in Santa Cruz, right? Right. They have a domestic violence restraining unit. And you fill out the papers and you say what he's been doing and that he said, you bitches are dead. And he kicked his foot through the door and all of that stuff. And the judge will sign an order and the cops will show up tomorrow and take him out of the house and ban him from coming like a hundred or two yard, hundred yards around it. If she moves out and she gets mad at you, so what? Your safety comes first. Right. Otherwise, I'm going to tell you right now, you have to move out of there. Maybe your landlord sues you for breaching the lease, but so what? Your safety, your life, this guy is a lunatic. He will sue. Yeah. You could be dead tomorrow, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah, that, that's my that's my question. Um, what's your question? My question is, um, like, how far can, can my landlord sue me for walking out of the lease? Yes. Even though it is my safety at risk. Yes, the landlord can sue you, but you, you don't have to move out. All you have to do is get him thrown out. You can get the courts will protect you. Too many women have been killed by guys like this. Let me say it again, because I don't think you heard me. You can go to court tomorrow. They have these domestic violence units. Where the, they have people there who will help you fill out the papers, and you'll write a declaration essentially saying what you told me. And it does, neatness doesn't count. You don't have to worry if you don't spell well. They'll help you. How he's kicked it in the walls. He threatened to kill you bitches and all that stuff. How you had a stand in front of the bathroom. The police have been called many times. And you put in there, she's afraid to do anything. The 21, she, my roommate is 21, you know. How old are you? 50, right? I'm, 
Yes. I'm a 50-year-old woman. My 28-year-old one roommate is afraid to do anything. I'm in fear of my life. I guarantee you the judge that morning will sign an order ordering him. It's an ex-party order. He doesn't have to be notified out of the house, and he'll be out of the house. And if he comes around, you have it served, the judge will tell you, you get this to the CHP and the Santa Cruz cops. And if he shows up, they'll put him in jail in a heartbeat. Why won't you do that? Why would you move out? Um, I, I'm at a point where I, I'm just totally fed up. I've, I'm kind of fed up with her too because she just keeps breaching everything, even knowing. Well, well you can evict her. Breach of our. Has she been paying the rent? Oh yeah, she pays the rent. She's really good about that. Who is on the lease? You, know? you or her, or both, both of you? Of us. Okay, both so of us. here's the thing. The first thing you have to do if you move out. You're going to get sued, I'm telling you right now, because she can't do it alone. You're going to get sued. And you're also going to leave this poor innocent alone with this violent guy. So instead of that, let's just get rid of that lowlife dog. Get rid of that SOB. Have him banned from the house. And then call me back. We'll talk about dealing with the 21-year-old girl and what you do with her. But okay. what do you do for a living? I'm a caretaker. So can you get tomorrow morning off? Uh, I I have tomorrow morning off. Tomorrow so, Thursday, what, my day off. Good. What is stopping you from going to the courthouse in the morning? Nothing. Nothing. Please save your life. I beg you, and and go online or call up. It's not five o'clock yet. It's early. Call up the Santa Cruz courthouse or go online. Find out where the domestic violence unit is. Where you go to get a domestic violence restraining order. He'll be kicked out of the house, and if he shows up, the cops will lock him up. End of story. Okay. Does he drink? Uh, yes, he does. Put in that he drinks, he gets drunk and violent. Make a list tonight. Like, don't just say, oh, one day in February. If you can remember the dates and the incidents, the more specificity you put in there, the better it'll be. But bring up last night, I'm going to kill you bitches. That's a threat to your life. That's enough. And they'll help you fill it out. Usually the women, they work there. They'll help you fill it out and do a good job, and the judge will sign it. And you'll be protected, I promise. And then we can deal with the issue of the 21-year-old and how flaky she is. But at least let's get that lunatic out of there. First things first. Put out the fire. Then we can rearrange the furniture, you know? Right yeah. now your house is in fi on fire. You've got to put it out. Once the fire's out, you can uh, rearrange the furniture. Do you follow me on that? Right. Got it, Len. Okay. You promise? I promise. You're going to call me back after the weekend or Friday. You're going to call me back and let me know you did this. And I want you to tell our listeners how easy it was, okay? Because some people should hear that. That would make a great call. So after you get that, will you call me back and we can celebrate you did it? Maybe, yes. maybe we'll have good news and he, was, he stood up to the cops and they beat him to the ground with their sticks. Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> I really. Yes. Give him a few to the Absolutely. head. You know, really. <laughs> you know, really a, a little mace to his fat eyes would be very nice, Okay. Yes, Maybe they'll absolutely. taser his nuts, okay? <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Right, that's right. a good one. All right, there you go. Whew. Really, sometimes you got to yell at people. But she heard, right? Laura in Fremont, Len Tillum. News Talk 910, Laura. How come you're calling a lawyer? Hi, Len. Um, I'm a single mother. My son is now 19 years old, and I've been trying for 19 years to... Um, get child support from his father. Where is his father? His father lives in Mexico City. Um, he is he's an attorney in Mexico City. He is an attorney in Mexico City? Yes. So, and, and 
how did, excuse me, how did you meet this guy? Um, we were both working at a resort in Mexico. Oh, I got it. And he was your boyfriend? Yes. 20 years ago when you, how old were you 20 years ago? I was 20 years ago. I was about 30 years old. And I guess not on the pill, huh? No, no. And you became I, you became pregnant, and then what happened? Then I came back to the United States, um, and he um, lost contact with him. Um, then tried to get um, get child support from him, but um, the court the they they would always say that there was no. The United States does not have jurisdiction. Jurisdiction, yeah. See, you tried to get child support from a California court, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, you had to go to Mexico. See, the problem you ran into is the courts in California don't have jurisdiction, authority over the father of your son. This guy doesn't live in the United States or in California. So the courts don't have the power to order a non-resident outside the United States to pay child support. There's no such agreement between the U.S. and Mexico. So the courts right. can't do it. And um, it's even more complicated. Um, Mexico has a federal government like the U.S., and certain states in Mexico have established reciprocal agreements with the state of California where they'll respect our support orders and we'll respect theirs. So right. maybe, you might, I don't know, but anyway, it's too late now. Because your son is 19. Is he out of high school? Yes. You, you could maybe file in California and see if the courts in Mexico will honor it, but you can't get child support retroactively back. Your son is 19. He's out of law, out of high school, so the right. courts in California can't help you, I'm sorry to tell you. And this guy, he's a lawyer in Mexico. I, he makes a nice living, I bet, right? He makes a wonderful living, yes. And he's never wanted to see his son or anything? No. Yeah, I'm sorry that that happened, Laura, but there's nothing you can do now. It's his loss. It's it. Right, because my it gets that for my son. He really deserves to have support. And so I've, I've been trying many different ways to find out no. anything that can No, and the guy, does now that he doesn't have to pay child support, so this guy in Mexico, this lawyer, I guess he's remarried or he's married and he's got kids in Mexico, right? He's married. He has a child, yes. And he wants nothing to do with his son that he had with you, does he? Unfortunately. Yeah. No, that's how it stands. Tough one, Laura. I'm sorry, but I can't help you. The courts oh, can't okay. help you. All right. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Take you very care. much. Len Tillum, News Talk 910. David in Novato. How come you're calling a lawyer, David? Hi, Len. Thanks for taking the call. Sure. Uh, my mom was in a nursing home for two years before she passed away. She, her only asset was a, a house worth uh, $600,000. Was she getting Medi-Cal? Um, she was getting Medi-Cal. Okay, I know uh, where this is going. Was, Tell us. Uh, well, uh, we tried to be good, and we paid, uh, uh, using a line of credit, $4,500 a month, uh, to the nursing home, and they build re- Medi-Cal for the rest. Wait, wait a second. Wait, wait a second. You paid forty five hundred. Your mother was on Medi-Cal, right? 
And in addition to the Medi-Cal benefits, the nursing home was taking $4,500 a month from you? The nursing home wasn't. The nursing home was billing, taking 4500 for us, and then billing Medi-Cal for 1500 And that's illegal, unless the 4500 was a share of cost. Did your mother have pensions coming in of $4,500 a month, Social Security? No. So where did no. the $4,500 a month come from? Well, she did have some Social Security. The rest was we got a line of credit um, on, on the value of her home. That was illegal. Let me explain something. The nursing home, if it accepts Medi-Cal, Medi-Cal pays the nursing home bills. We do a lot of this. I, we must have done literally about four or 5,000 Medi-Cal cases in the last 20 years. Arden Kwan does them all the time. Radio show brings in bunches of clients. We really do this. The nursing home cannot take money from you and bill Medi-Cal. They can get what's called a share of cost, which is her pensions come in, you know. But uh-huh. anyway, um, Medi-Cal also sent, now that your mother died, Medi-Cal said, hey, we paid a lot for the nursing home. You owe us how much money, right? They want money from you. Right. How much money? 190000 Okay. Right. Did you have a revocable or irrevocable trust? We do a trust for these Medi-Cal that can extinguish Medi-Cal recovery. What kind of trust did you have? I'm almost positive it was irrevocable. She couldn't. She couldn't make any decisions. Okay. My sister was is the. Uh, it, uh, if it was irrevocable and she didn't have the right to make any changes at all, the home should be protected. Um, something's uh-huh. wrong with how much money Medi-Cal. They want one hundred ninety thousand. It was only fifteen hundred a month. You look. Yes. You can ask them to provide detailed records. We once did this for a client, mm-hmm. and Medi-Cal sent us an itemized printout that was two and a half inches thick. So we, we we did that. We asked for it, and all we got back was a, a, a some small costs, and then uh, one hundred eighty-seven thousand dollars was to a uh, a mediary. I don't have the name of it right here, but it was the. I looked it up later, and it's a, uh, a an intermediary that Medi-Cal pays to them. I, I don't know. Look, the, you we need you should. You're in Nevada, right? Right. I'm in Sonoma. You should bring the trust to my office. Let us okay. review it. And also, I want the information about the nursing home. You may have a claim against them, too. You could see me or Arden Kwan in the office. Okay. I, if I review the trust, I'll see whether or not you have to pay back Medi-Cal. And clearly, if you came to us before your mother's death, we could have saved the home entirely. But um, oh we'll see. Anyway, you're in Nevada, right? Bring us the trust. Right. Bring it to me. Let me review it. Okay. I bet you we can help you, Okay. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Take care.